0: Welcome everyone to the MBIT Podcast. I'm your host, Seamus Medan. And today we have a very special guest, Josh from Smart Money on Twitter. I appreciate you taking time to be on the pod. How are you today, Josh?
1: Amazing, thank you for having me.
0: First off, quick disclaimer, the podcast is not financial advice and it's for informational purposes only. Investing is risky, so only risk what you're willing to lose. So Josh, would you mind introducing yourself to the audience?
1: Yeah, my name is Josh. I'm the creator of Smart Money. Uh, Smart Money actually started around 12 months ago, and it's all about sales, entrepreneurship, growth on Twitter. Um, But my personal background, I actually come from the financial industry originally. uh, which was a short-lived life because in 2008, everything fell, and that was kind of at the beginning of my journey. Uh, But I used to be in capital raising. I used to work in a capital raising for a, a private equity fund back in the day. Then I came to Canada, started a couple of businesses, work in sales, and then everything went from there.
0: So you got into the markets at, uh, in 2008?
1: Well, I think, I um, no. So essentially, I, I've been investing on and off for years. And 2008 is when I was actually working in the financial industry, per se. Uh, and then everything, obviously, I don't know if you remember, like seven and eight was pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everything started to fall, the private equity fund that I work at. Uh, ceased to exist or was absorbed by someone else and at that time i was in the middle of the paperwork process of trying to move from i'm originally from venezuela live in canada but i was moving to florida um and then essentially they gave me a package and a service package and i had to like leave and came back to canada so when that happens i try to get another job in the financial industry here i didn't like how much they were paying so that was my first uh, essentially essentially to realize, you know what, maybe I don't want to work for someone else. Maybe I want to start a business. And then that started our first business, which I did with, with my father. Uh, we were in the coffee industry for a while and he still is. I am no longer part of that business. I'm obviously involved to a certain degree, but I'm not actively running that particular business at the moment.
0: When you first started that business, did you start it on the side or up front? Um, and that was your full-time thing? Uh, the, the coffee business? Yes. Uh, so the
1: coffee business started, like, he started literally around six months um, before I came in. So essentially, it, was, it has been a family business for years, uh, back from our original country, Venezuela. Um, and then when everything collapsed, I came back to Canada. And I, I told you, I, I got all these interviews, and I just didn't like how much they were going to pay me. So I was, you know what, if I'm not going to make the money I want to make, let's just start this business way you should start and let's try to make it to the next level um so it it was i was involved from the ground up right so first retail locations trying to get wholesale deals then we open a second location and then we started with uh roasting and wholesaling which is he still continuously does um everything was done from the ground up so it was a great experience to learn how to start something from nothing um and then from there other businesses and, and sales, which is what I, what I specialize nowadays pretty much.
0: Yeah, experience is the best teacher. Um, and you've been talking a lot about uh, finance, but what got you interested in uh, personal finance? Personal finance or professional finance? Uh, both.
1: Well, professional finance, I won't lie to you. When, when, you're, when you're a kid, you like the money, right? So that's the first thing that got me to business school. Um, then as, as things progressed, uh, you realize I just realized it wasn't for me. I, I, I no longer enjoyed Excel sheets. I no longer enjoyed um, that environment, right? Like, uh, if you see me now, I'm on a T-shirt. Uh, obviously, I would like to have a suit once in a while, but I didn't want to be in a suit every day. Uh, so that 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 kind of got me out of that world. Um, personal finance, I think, is just important. Why? Because it's how you set up for the next generation. Uh, if you know me from Twitter, I'm, I'm really big on family. So the the more structured you are in terms of like getting your personal finance in order, the better chances the next generation have to succeed or at least you give them a good base, right? You can never force someone to succeed, (laughs) but you can give them a
0: base to get to the next level. Yeah, that sounds interesting. And um, you started talking about and started touching on Twitter a little bit. So what is your goal on Twitter? And what do you do to differentiate yourself from uh, other financial accounts? Well, it's
1: it started as a, as a very financially focused account and a little by little started to shift. I, I realized, um, finances is a, is a, is a niche, right? So, and it's very particular to a certain amount of people, but I've realized more people actually needed a, a global understanding of entrepreneurship and sales and, and that mindset involved into how do actually, how do I get to, to from point A to point B? Right. Uh, and that's where, what I started talking about. And as, as they, information started to change from like ticket prices and particular ad, uh, advantageous o- points of of finance to like, hey, how do I make money? Or what is the mindset I need to create money? Or what's the entrepreneurship uh, aspects of, of creating wealth? Uh, that that resonated better with my audience. And then, then I started focusing on that. And that's what I've been
0: doing ever since. Yeah, I totally see that. I first started my podcast. And it was just that uh breaking down some uh, news articles and business and finance. Um, and then I realized once the GameStop uproar hit, more people really have to learn about uh, investing. Um, so I started transitioning my podcast into teaching others on personal finance and investing in entrepreneurship. And then uh, once I started getting into Twitter more, I, that was my uh, secondary space uh, for talking about those topics as well.
1: That's awesome. Well, Twitter is a great space to like to share ideas. i start I have a small account on, on Instagram which I started and I'm trying to restart it soon um, but Twitter is I think it's a space of people that that are a little bit more knowledgeable maybe like it just feels like who, if whoever is there is actually reading and trying to like learn something at least the, the money Twitter space which is where we are at, at the moment um, I, I enjoy it like there's a lot of uh, opportunity to grow there's a lot of opportunity to learn from other people like I, I couldn't tell you the amount of people I have met that are just absolutely geniuses. In terms of like digital marketing, finance, uh, entrepreneurship, business sales. The the plethora of opportunity to like uh, network with other individuals on Twitter, it's it's, it's there. And I think it's easier to access than other platforms.
0: Yeah, for sure. And uh, transitioning into uh, entrepreneurship, um, what should others keep in mind when trying to grow their business like you've been doing um, with Smart Money or uh, selling other products through affiliate marketing?
1: Well, starting a business, it all starts with a mindset, right? Like it's, 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 a lot of people are afraid of starting. I think I've noticed that that's, that's the first thing. Like it's like, well, should I, or what's going to happen if things don't go according to plan? Uh, Let it go. Like, what's the worst that can happen? You failed, you learned something about it and then you move forward, right? Like when, when I started growing this account, I had no idea how Twitter worked. That was, this is actually my first Twitter account ever. So I didn't even know how that worked. Uh, But as, as an entrepreneur, you know, like, okay, you try, you adapt, you adjust and you keep moving forward. This applies to Twitter, this applies to real life, this applies to even to, to studying at school, right? Like, you fail an exam while well, you study harder and then you get it done. Like, it's the, the same thing, right? Um, so in terms of, of the mindset of starting this on Twitter, is like, start getting some followers, start connecting with your audience, uh, create a product if you're into that. And if you don't want to show face or you don't actually want to write anything or you want to have your own product, find people that you admire. Find people or, or products that you think are very well done. Um, and then from there, you start promoting those products. I, I always tell people, don't promote something you don't know anything about. Uh, buy it, learn it, study it, make sure you like it, and then promote
0: it. Yeah, and I totally agree with you on that. And um, for people... Uh, who say, oh, I got a nine-to-five job, I don't have time. I think you really have to think about, yes, you have a nine-to-five, um, but also uh, you have like four or five hours once you get home um, to do other stuff, and you have to determine whether you want to sit around or you want to uh, actually get something done. And uh, the one thing you uh, don't want to regret is not trying something um, that you wanted to, to do.
1: Absolutely. Like, uh, the tra- 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 is is... is... Is the core of entrepreneurship. You got to try it, right? Uh, once you try, you, you realize, okay, is, is this working or not? And if it's not working, you need to understand why is it not working. So analytics are very important. Just like in finance, you, you guys look at uh, all the analytics. Twitter, I and I talked about that on, on my Twitter growth guide, you need to understand your numbers. And, and that comes from a sales background. In, with With sales, if you don't know your numbers, you're not selling enough. So Twitter or business is the exact same thing. You need to know, okay, what's working? What's not working? Where can I improve? Um, What am I going to try now to make sure that what is not working will work? Um, So numbers will
0: tell you that. I'm big on numbers for that. Yeah, for sure. Same here because numbers uh, tell you where where you can uh, improve on. And um, without that, it's pretty much almost impossible to tell. And uh, that's why a lot of businesses fail. I've seen that. um, I've watched uh, the show The Profit a lot and they're always their numbers are always mis- mixed up um, and that's why they're always into the ground and they need money because they don't know how to uh, keep track of the numbers so yeah that is pretty important
1: especially when you're a small business like everybody has these grandeur marketing plans or like that all this idea that like oh the more I, I spend on marketing the more money i will make you, ne- you need to also understand like who's your target market or like, what, how's your product really going to work with someone? Sometimes certain campaigns are not going to work uh, and that's okay. That, also, that is not wasted money. That is actually means you're learning from, from it. Right. I remember in the, in the coffee business, like we, we tried every single kind of thing when it came to promotions or like combos for drinks and certain things. And it just, some work, some didn't work. The ones that work, we tweaked it until it was a kind of like a no brain offer. So then we realize when it comes to sales, if you can offer a package that is a no brain offer, that not necessarily has to mean that it's the cheapest, it's just a, a really well put together value offer. Um, then you make a difference. And that's when the money starts rolling in.
0: For sure. And I think more people also need to take a, a advantage of uh, organic marketing. Um, just posting stuff on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, finding where your audience is and post there and do it on a consistent basis um it's not like no one's gonna see your post um, people will see it um you just got to find out how to provide value
1: yeah on twitter it's all about value and and consistency like that's why i'm being on, on um, scheduling tools i'm like i understand everybody's lives are just busy is what you're saying this could be a side hustle for someone that works nine to five right so so if, you, if you're working nine to five but you know that your analytics and your numbers are telling you your your, your highest engagement times are 12 and one o'clock you're obviously not gonna stop working and start tweeting around but you can actually schedule them to be in posted on those particular times. So there's, there's ways around it. Like this, this is a side hustle that can become a real hustle. Um, there's real money to be made. Um, a lot of people are in my particular circle are doing really well and, and makes me very happy. And I know people like you are like you're starting and and you're young, but it's amazing to me, like yep the potential that this can have on, on a younger generation or a younger demographic.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, um, on the topic of selling, it's important to remember, um, that the best salespeople aren't trying to sell you the product or service up front. Um, an example of this would be uh, Google photos, their cloud storage backup was uh, free for many years until June of 2021. Um, it was uh, like the, the hook'em and book'em marketing strategy, which was a great analogy from Nick and Jack over at Robinhood Snacks. Um, you get people interested in your product at no cost. Um, then when it becomes part of their routine, you charge them, that way it's harder for them to leave. So the takeaway here is often the best sales strategy isn't straight up selling, but providing value up front.
1: It's always about value. Like, uh, and, and it's about waiting and, and understanding what you're doing. So like, for example, if, if we're talking about Twitter, uh, I didn't monetize anything until I think I, I was around 10,000 followers. Um, a lot of people just want to jump in and start making money right away, but you still need to understand who you are, what you offer, who's actually listening, and how the person that is listening actually is going to engage or buy your product. Right? Uh, when you reach that point, that could be 500 followers, 5,000 followers, I don't know what, what it's going to take you to do. Uh, that's when you should start promoting. But again, value, it's, it's number one. So the best way to provide value is by teaching. Uh, teach something, teach it well, and then the
0: product sells itself. Completely agree. Education, value, and consistency. All right, everyone, that wraps it up for today's episode. Thank you for joining us on the MBIT podcast. And thank you, Josh, for taking some time to be on the pod. It was a pleasure.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, man.
0: Follow the pod so you don't miss out on future episodes. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, drop a five-star review down below, and I will see you in the next episode.